This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. All right, it's the Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Real quick, uh, the college football playoff rankings are uh, coming out as we speak. BYU falls to number 18. Uh, USC is up to number 15. Colorado is up to number 21. And uh, we'll keep you posted on on other notables, but uh, it's not important to get it out there. BYU falls to number 18 after their loss to uh, Coastal Carolina. All right, let's get out to the zone phone. He makes an appearance on the show every Gordon. single Tuesday. He is our good friend, television voice of the Utah Jazz, Craig Bowler. Jack Bowler, Bowler, what's going on? Hey. Bowler, is there some Jay, stuff going Jay, on? Hey, hey, look, I gotta get this board piled out before the other guys to get it over to Gordon's house. <laughs> oh yeah, you guys put it in the back of my truck and I'll bring it over. <laughs> nice. Oh yeah. Yeah, the the <laughs> Yeah. We're bringing over four wood mushrooms. That's right, corn. <laughs> Uh, Lisa will help you unload it when you get it there, Bowler. <laughs> nice. Nice. Oh, buddy, I tell you, I love it. You know what? Uh, with those two fireplaces burning bright, I knew you needed some wood. <laughs> yeah. Well, if Bowler came over to the house, then, of course, Lisa would be able to say, hey, Bowler. <laughs> Lisa's pet name for me is Bowler. Uh, oh, I appreciate the thought there, Bowler. Thank you very much. And what, yeah, I'm running out of gas. Yeah, I say, yeah, how you doing, Lisa? How you doing? <laughs> I love her. Uh, how you guys doing? Doing good, Jake's Bowler. Been, Jake's been cooking up another incriminating audio for me to record today, and, and so oh. far the choices have really been aggressive, Bowler. Yeah. So Gordon lost again. Yeah, yeah. I keep picking the wrong team to win the games, and I keep getting stuck with this because Jake came up with this lame idea at the beginning of football season. Oh, I remember you guys had the incriminating audio on a win-loss, so Gordon, you got to check in with the bookie better, man. I think most people uh, agree that uh, the the one that, uh, that uh, I got stuck with on uh, Lisa's pet name for me is uh, the 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 king at the top of the hill so far. I don't think anybody's <laughs> been able to beat one. that one. Yeah, that is the best one. That, that is true. And it gets played more than the other two, I guess. But you know, Buller, don't you think it'd be funny to to have Gordon say something complaining about a bad rash that just won't go away? <laughs> that those are always funny to yeah. hear. A prickly heat, <laughs> prickly heat. You know, a bad. Uh, well, you know where that, you know, maybe something that seems to be a little itchy. Yeah. Um, something Gordon you know. picked up in Boise, like him. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Jake, Jake mm-hmm. keeps throwing these ideas out there like uh, that I eat out of a garbage. No, that yeah. one was for Austin. Oh, was it? Yeah, because Austin yeah. owes one too, Bowler. So it's it's a good day for Ooh, me. Ooh, yeah, wow. Good day. Good me. day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. in the audio, man. There's some pretty good lines in there. That 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 uh, You pray that that vault – 
of uh, one-liners never, never goes away. You know, we're going to have to get Bowler to do an incriminating audio one of these times, Jake. Well, he's got to lose be... a bet first. Yeah, I'd have funny. to. You're going to have to let me know about uh, your picks and then, you know, text me or whatever, and I'll <laughs> throw my name in the loop. Okay, you, know? you see Bowler doing an incriminating audio? That would be classic. <laughs> Uh, I've got really a waxy buildup in my left ear. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Stuff like that. Yeah, that's yeah. Funny. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Austin. I guess you got me. So that's, sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's talk a little basketball, Bowler. And and hey, we'll we'll ask you about the Jazz here in a moment. But I want to ask you about James Harden and the Rockets. James is uh, holding out apparently, not showing yep. up. Uh, the reports out there, he wants to be traded to either Brooklyn or Philly, even though it. Uh, baffles me why they he even has a say in the matter but uh, what do you think is going to go down in Houston well you look you know I think we've talked about this with a lot of different players who have you know the superstar status mentality and yeah Harden obviously a former MVP um, and you know a scoring champion as well um, I think the comment that really just kind of shocked me was he called Am I right? Did he call the Rockets the New York of the of the South or of the West? I guess it was. Um, so you know, those aren't things that you really want to say if you want to stay in a city, right? New York has struggled. The Knicks have struggled with uh, the Dolan ownership, and now I thought he handpicked along with Westbrook Silas as his new head coach after D'Antoni left. But you know, things change. I guess right overnight. And uh, it's all about, you know, the title town, a chance to win. And that's kind of where we are. Durant did it. Um, you know, LeBron has put himself in positions, you know, in both Cleveland and Miami and now the Lakers uh, to win titles. And, um, uh, you know, it's, I, I, it's, I'm not surprised. And Westbrook got out. And, of course, now a Washington Wizard who said yesterday he felt like it was a uh, really one of the better opportunities to win an NBA championship. They have a long ways to go, believe me. But I'm not sure, you know, what Harden really thinks is going to happen. I mean, they put several players with him in Houston to try to win that championship. And uh, Dwight Howard didn't get along. Chris Paul didn't work. Obviously, Westbrook uh, couldn't uh, answer the bell for Harden. So, uh, could you see him with Kyrie and Kevin Durant and who shoots the ball and how many shots and the possessions and who counts what at the end of the game? And when they talk to the media about, it, you know, I got to have the ball more, you know, I mean, it, I think it'd just be a nightmare for Steve Nash. I really, I do, but you know, uh, teams do strange things and you never know where he may land. It's going to have to happen. You know, my guess it has to happen fairly quickly uh, because you don't want it hanging over your head. Um, in Houston, that that's all that's going to be talked about. But if he hasn't shown up, I guess that's that is the word um, that you know he wants out, and that's the way he's going to, to force to force their hand. See, it's one thing, Bowler, for a, a player to uh, to play out his contract and then not resign with a team. I guess. Yeah. But to yeah. force a trade, I just think is bad form. But I agree with you. I Jake and I were talking about this earlier. Houston can't keep him. They have to trade him now. Oh, you have to you now. Can't, you can't compete under these circumstances. No, no. It ruins the locker room. It ruins the credibility of the front office and the new head coach. Puts him in a bad situation with Silas and the fact that he was given the green stamp uh, by Westbrook, who was traded, and by Harden, who once now wants out. So, you know, in the fan base, as much as, you know, Harden ruled the Rockets in, the, in Houston for such 
a long time after you know after leaving um, OKC, right? I mean, I I, I I don't think there's a choice, and that's that's the thing about players with that great star power is that they can actually put the you know they they can force the the pressure and the the final decision on the organization, and that's what's playing out right now in, in Houston. And I doubt fans are too happy about it after what's happened the last 10 months in this country, uh, the bubble, you know, fans limited in most arenas and some aren't even bringing them in and a restart of a season for the jazz starts on Saturday. Uh, timing's not good, right? So kind of on this, this hardened note bowler um, is so many times in sports, the best players kind of automatically placed into the leadership role, right? And, and basketball skills or football skills or whatever, and leadership skills are obviously completely different things. You, you've covered sports for a long time uh, now, uh, you know, NBA, NFL, uh, college basketball, college football. When I, when I uh, say sports leadership, who's the first player that comes to your mind? Junior Seau, um, former linebacker who sadly took his life um, with the Chargers and ended up in New England, played at USC. Or Yes. Um, you know, I, one of the few early games in my career, uh, I got to meet him, talk with him multiple times, and I just automatically felt, and all the players that, were, that we met that, that weekend – all echo the same thing that he could do both because leadership is one thing, but just talk it and then walk it is another, right? And Junior was one of those guys because he was a dedicated professional athlete, cared about the locker room and his teammates, but also his level of play uh, is how he, you know, delivered the message, you know, as well. Uh, you know, we've had this discussion, you know, a lot uh, in in. In, in my career with different, you know, at different times, like, you know, our CBS group or a Fox, you know, broadcast team about, you know, what do you think about leadership? What do you think about this young kid? Can he pull it off? You know, some don't want the, the pressure of leadership, right? We know that. I think the Jazz have experienced that. Uh, and now you have a Donovan Mitchell who can do both, which is a blessing, where he wants to be and takes on those leadership roles and the stress and pressures that go with it, but also backs it up with the way he plays. And I think that's a rarity. I don't, I mean, I don't see it often where both come together and deliver both in the locker room in public and the respect they gain with, with the, with the crowds and the fan base and Donovan's a rare breed. Say just came to mind because I was just so impressed with what he did. Um, during his tenure tenure in the National Football League, but you know, obviously, there's not a lot of a lot. You know, I mean, look at LeBron. Obviously, with different teams, has been able to take the load on his shoulders and 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 basically answer the bell. Jordan, obviously, the same. But they, but it's you know, you also are judged on how you do it. Do you do it with a, a mean streak? Do you have a little calm and and can you put a, your arm around a guy? You know, I think when we saw the. Uh, the special with with Jordan, you know, you you saw some brutality of how he led, uh, and so there's different ways you can do it. But though the way you play can make up for some of that, but I think players, you know, did look to him for leadership, but they also realized they weren't going to win without a Michael Jordan, right? Six, you know, the, they had six championships during his well two tenures, right, with Chicago. So 
Man, I'd say that's a great question. I love the discussion because I think it's it's rare to get the combination of, of a guy who can back it up with, with performance and also the respect and leadership that he brings to the locker room. And the, and what I mean by respect, the respect by his, his teammates and others around the league. You know, I, I think we're seeing right before our eyes a, a young leader in Donovan Mitchell, not only for the Jazz, but representing the, the, the NBA. And he, he's playing right here in Salt Lake City. So, Roller, if I were to ask you, who's the, it's a cliche, but who's the toughest guy? On the Jazz's roster, who would you pick? Hmm, that's really good. Um, you know, um, in the last few years, I would have probably given that title to Jay Crowder, uh, just kind of a guy that steps in. When I think of tough, you know, I think of Harpering. You know, I'm thinking of names that 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 I resonate with. Tough, who'll put a chest on a guy, belly up on a guy, won't back down on a guy. But also, what's important to me, what I would want as a player. And no matter where I played or what, what sport I played is, you're going to come to my aid. You're going to have my back. Um, and I'm just trying to think on this jazz team, I would probably think Joe Ingles would destroy you mentally. Now, physically, you know, I think he'd give it his all, and he'd probably put a headband on if he got scraped up a bit. But, you know, I think Joe's a tough guy down deep. You know, I don't, I, he's got a snarl to him. And, you know, the league used to be much more filled with guys like that, you know, but the league's changed, too. Uh, they don't allow, uh, you know, the bad boys as, as much as they once did. And I think the Jazz control themselves pretty pretty well on most given nights, but some nights you have to answer whatever you're getting, right? And so if it's going to be a scrappy physical ball game, you have to deliver back or we find out that sometimes you get steamrolled. But, um, you know, I, I would think that Joe would be right in the forefront of coming to anybody's aid if needed. He, he's the first guy that came to mind. I wouldn't want to mess with George Niang. I wouldn't want to mess probably with Royce O'Neal. Uh, but those are guys that come, to, that come to mind. I'm sure Donovan would be right in the thick of it as well. But, you know, sometimes you can overplay the tough guy role. But if you're going to play that tough guy role, you're going to be challenged once or twice in the course of time, and then you have to prove and, and back that up. Well, Larry, I know you were on the press conference today, but uh, Boyan Bogdanovich was asked how they would get up more threes this year, and I want to get your uh, your reaction to his response, but let's go ahead and play that, Austin. Yeah. I had a career high last last season taking seven and a half or eight threes per game, and Queen is kind of trying to force me to shoot even more because we are really – we were kind of, I think, first best best percentage three-point shot team in a, in a league. So he's trying to encourage us to, to shoot it more. So I hope that, that this season I will I'll try to try to shoot more, especially in early on, uh, on the offense. So, yeah, I'll, I'll try to I'll try to shoot more even. Get him up early and often. What do you think, Bowler? I think it's exactly what Quinn uh, has been preaching for the last couple of years uh, with uh, Joe, uh, with Bogdanovich, with Donovan, Jordan Clarkson. The league is about the three and play at the rim. And so I, it doesn't surprise me, you know. I mean, shoot the ball. And even uh, Jake Toulson, who was on that same call today, uh, the son of Andy Toulson, who played at BYU and, and had a short you know, cup of coffee with the Jazz. I mean, Quinn even had told him, shoot the ball. And, you know, you can't have enough shooters, Jake and Gordon, as you guys know in this league, 
because it's a, it's a barrage. You may see now where you know the Jazz jump up to you know on an average of what forty a night, thirty thirty seven to forty, and ten of those or, or eleven of those maybe coming off the hand of Bogdanovich. Not to mention we know Clarkson has that ability and Joe's got to heave it. So I mean, uh, even though the Jazz you know hang their hat on defense, but this this is a, an offensive league. And the Jazz, I think, do understand that more than ever. And you to hear Bogey say that that he, you know, he may put up two to two and a half to three, three more three-point shots a game. It may shock you, but it doesn't really surprise you because that's where the league's going. And in the especially in the Western Conference, man, it's a blitz uh, of, of threes on a given night, and the Jazz have got to answer. I mean, that's just the way you're going to win in advance in in the league today. If they're going to put up more threes, Bowler, then somebody better be hitting the offensive boards. You know? Derek Favors? I mean, yeah, maybe, one, maybe one that, reason maybe why I think it. they got him for some offensive boards, uh, second-chance points, obviously, the pick-and-roll uh, with, with Ingles and others. But, yeah, I, I, you know, I think that's the one thing, too. Those threes come off and ricochet Jake and, and Gordon. Like, that's unpredictable at times. If you miss and you don't have the, the rebound – or in a position to slow down the opposition, you know what happens, right? It's it's a it's a it's it's an absolute. I'm going to use it again. A blitz down the court, and they'll run it down your throat. And so, makes obviously <laughs> look good on the scoreboard, but you've got to be in a position uh, to uh, you know grab a rebound or slow the flow, so to speak. Uh, if if your opponent grabs a rebound, so you don't get a quick run right down the throat to to, to the you know to the rim. Hey Bowler, we start this thing on Saturday, man. Oh, it's unreal. You know, it really is. I know no fans in the preseason. Uh, we'll see them in the regular season, but uh, you know, two two games with the Suns and then one on the road uh, to the Clippers. We don't travel, so we're going to do our best to bring as much action and. And emotion to the game that we possibly can, man. I mean, I can hardly wait. Uh, I can't believe it's that time of year again. We're already into December, and I was uh, talking on another um, show in another city, and we were already talking about, you know, the Jazz and, and uh, actually Portland. You know, we'd be about 17 games in by now. Yeah. And, you know, we'd already have kind of an idea of where the Jazz and how the West is starting to kind of, you know, wiggle its way from 1 to 8 or 1 to 9, 1 to 10. So, um, we're getting a late start, but we're playing. And hopefully safely, hopefully healthy. I tell you, those protocols you guys saw, that's a, what was it, a 300-and-something page? Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I could have read it. I doubt, you know, a lot of – I think they're probably just looking at where can I eat, can I go to a club, no, no, uh, and, you know, the daily testing. I mean, I, it's gonna, they're going to have to be disciplined uh, throughout the league. And, I, and, and no matter what you do, guys, I think – I don't know if you agree, but I'm guessing – you know the Jazz, if if they can somehow sidestep a game being canceled, but you also have to know that the opponent has to be using those same protocols. Man, I don't know how we get through 72 games without some cancellations. I mean, look, Ohio State, Michigan, first time in over 100 years, really? Wow, unbelievable! But it happened, and so I'm guessing we're going to see ourselves in that position as well along this uh, this journey through uh, through the 72 game season. Bowler, uh, yeah. thanks for jumping on with us as always, my man. And we'll uh, we'll see you here at the arena on Saturday. Yeah, 
Hey, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, thanks, Austin. I'm I'm going back to work. Gordo, I'll see you a bit. I got a white pickup truck, and then I'll be pulling the trailer. Jake, Jake, uh, Jake said he'd meet me over there later. I'll be there, so. Bowler. I'll be there to help, buddy. <laughs> okay, All man. All right, guys. <laughs> we'll unload it. Yeah, man. We'll take care of you, pal. Why don't you stay warm this summer? I mean, this winter and summer. <laughs> bye, bye, Bowler. That's our friend Craig Bowler, Jack, who joins us each and every Tuesday here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Real quick, Gordon, before we jump out to a break, uh, Ohio State did indeed come in at number four, even though they've only played five games. Yep, that's the way it works. Predictable. Yep, no doubt. All right, we'll have more coming up next. Stay tuned. Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Yesterday's uh, sounds uh, uh, of various uh, clips, then you won't know exactly what we're talking about right now. But that is definitely appointment radio, isn't it? Real big fish. This one goes out to our boy uh, Alex Lundberg. Lundy. Who's in a ska band himself. Is he really? I can't remember the name of it, though. What's Uh, he play? I don't know. Trumpet? The kazoo? (laughs) The washboard. Uh, Alex, by the way, he produces our jazz broadcast now. Does a a really nice job. So shout out to our boy Lundy. Uh, Gordon, are you ready for Sounds of Various Clips? I am. Uh, Also known as Drop of the Day. Um, now this, Austin, this the is the one I wanted to play was too political. It was a little, it was a tad on the political side, but it had to do with the not sports report. I'll send it to you privately, Gordon. Uh, okay. This, this one though, apparently this is an oldie but a goodie. Austin had heard it before, but I just heard it for like the first time, like today. And uh, there is a sad aspect to this, but it is, it is also funny at the same time. Are you, uh, are you ready, Gordon? Yeah. Yeah. Here's a, a, a crime committed for an interesting reason. <laughs> Bizarre break-in at a Wells Fargo in Choyusview. Our 10 News breaking news tracker was there as he was being taken into custody. The man explained to us that it wasn't the safe that he was after. It was the bank's microwave. You did that for a Hot Pocket? Yes. Oh, that's for a Hot Pocket. You broke into a bank for a Hot Pocket? Hot Pocket. Hot Hot Pocket. Was it worth it? Hell yes, worth it. Yes, worth it. Hot Pocket, hell you. It's when he sings the Hot Pocket song that it really kind of grabs you there. He has not been identified. He did tell us that he is homeless, and the police uh, say that the burglar alarm went off around 3.30 this morning. The alarm company called police and said that they were watching the suspect inside the break room, hiding and cooking something in the microwave. Man told us and officers that he uh, ate two Hot Pockets, and they left him parched. He is now in police custody. Amazing. I just like it. Well, the, the singing of the jingle is really the best part. Hot pocket. When you got to have one, you got to have one, I guess. huh? Was it worth it for a hot pocket? Hell yeah. <laughs> hot pockets just, are delicious, man. They are. Hell yeah, it's working. Yeah, it's working. A hot pocket? Hell yeah. <laughs> They are good. Gordon, have you still what? never had a Hot Pocket? Still never had one. Uh, Live, not. man. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. I don't want to hear about you breaking into a bank because you've never had one. I mean, 
Yeah, if I did that, I'd have some explaining to do. But uh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna next time I go to the grocery store, I'm gonna pick myself up a hot pocket. Yeah, is but, there a certain kind that you would recommend? No, the problem with that take though is when, when's the next time you're going to a grocery store? I think I might go to hot pocket. I think I might go tomorrow. Nah, I doubt it. Why yeah. don't you just tell Lisa to put hot pockets on the list? As I said, I'm gonna go with her tomorrow to the to the market. The market? Yeah. The market. Yeah. The supermarket. Yeah. So uh I'm gonna I'm gonna pick me up a hot pocket. Now I, I assume they're in the frozen food section. What year is this? The market. What? Jordan's going you to don't the call it a supermarket? That's what, what to you... pick up your supper? I mean that that mar- that's very much like like clicker for remote. Like <laughs> where is the clicker? I've Get out of here. People call market. a grocery store a supermarket. What's the matter with you? Do yeah. they still take checks at the supermarket? And by the way, you didn't say supermarket. You just said market. Yep, yeah, short for supermarket. Even then, it's a grocery store. Right, or just the store. store Ooh, the store. That's a good place there to get go. stuff yeah. for supper. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna I have it. to get uh, up okay, early now, to now go which, to the market tomorrow. Which which kind should I get? That's the question. <laughs> I, I I suggest the pepperoni pizza as a starting place. <laughs> is that now? Is that for beginners or is that a more advanced uh, pepperoni pizza? That's pepperoni pizza. Yeah, you're, that's not. What else? What, what are, are the other options? They've got a wonderful breakfast sandwich line. Yeah, their breakfast ones are pretty good. Although uh, those ones, the middle is almost always still frozen. I don't I don't like them per se, but I know they're very popular. The ham and cheese ones. New, yeah. new, new. No, they taste like vomit. Oh. Not my favorite, but again, I know. Uh, I like the the mozzarella meatball is really good. The cheddar and broccoli, Jake won't like that one, but I like the cheddar and broccoli. Okay, I I just you know because they have a whole uh, strudel line as well. Wow, all right, lots to choose. I'm with this bank robber. They're worth it. So good. That should be their new tagline: Hot Pocket. It's It's worth worth it. it. (laughs) Whatever it is, there's a free hundred million dollar idea for you. It's worth it. And he sings in the background. Pocket. All right, stay tuned. We'll have more big show slams. coming up next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you so much for making us part of your day. Man, this incriminating audio is going to be fun to do at the end of the show. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. I hate you. Gordon, we have not gotten to it today, uh, but I did uh, like your column uh, up at uh, sltrib.com. And this is a story that uh, we probably haven't talked about enough, honestly, and that's the uh, the future of uh, Real Salt Lake here in this market. And uh, I know you wrote a lot about uh, the Utah Royals uh, that was announced over the weekend, right, uh, that they were leaving and uh, and going to uh, Kansas City. Uh, but this is this is actually a, a really big story. I mean, Major League Soccer steps in and uh, will control the the sale of the franchise. What next month? If, yeah, I think January eighth's the day. So, uh, yeah, a month within the next few weeks. And uh, that is if it's not sold between now and then. So 
the league will take over. Well, I just I wonder how, uh, and I know Major League Soccer made some comments today saying that uh, their priority is to uh, is, is to keep the club in Salt Lake. But you know, you wouldn't think they would be that discriminatory about who they sold the franchise to. I mean, if MLS is doing it, then they're just going to go with the highest bidder, right? That that you would, seems you would think so. Yeah, yeah. That, that seems. Mm, uh, like there would be a chance that the franchise would move. And, and boy, you know, I, I admittedly am not the biggest soccer fan in the world, but that would really be, I mean, considering the amount of investment that our community made in that stadium alone, I mean, that would be disastrous, right? Yeah, I agree with that. And none of this needed to happen, but it, it, it happened the way it did. And so, uh, yeah, the, the uh, those soccer fans are the ones that I feel bad for. The, the Royals, uh, Utah Royals, uh, were drawing more than 10,000 fans a game. And now that, that franchise is gone because of just mistakes made by the owner and the guy running the business side of it. And it didn't need to happen that way, but it did. And so, yeah, so the Royals are gone now. And uh, the league has said that maybe they'll bring a franchise back in a few years. So we'll see if that happens. Uh, I just feel bad for the fans. Uh, uh, that's all. Didn't need to happen, Jake. It happened, and uh, the fans are the ones that uh, sort of missing out here. As far as Real Salt Lake, yeah. Well, they, if you believe Garber, the commissioner, then they want to keep the, the the Real Salt Lake here, and they do have the stadium here, and so you'd think that they would be able to find somebody who would want to own it and keep it here. But uh, there's no guarantee of that. It's not like that was written into the contract that it had to stay in Salt Lake City or Sandy. Uh, certainly hope it does because there's a lot of real hardcore soccer fans here. They love going to those games. And anytime you lose a professional franchise in your market, I think it's a, it's a blow uh, to sports in, in, a, in, a, in a big way. And so whether you're interested in that sport or not, it's not good. No, it's and, not. And uh, and yeah. by the way, RSL draws really well. Yeah. And I, I'm glad you pointed that out in your column, too, about the Royals drawing really well. You would think that that would absolutely count for something. But then again, you know, uh, the Sonics were supported really well in Seattle. And and look how look how that went. But I mean, getting back to the Royals here for a second. You know, Deloitte Hansen, I'm not going to uh, stick up for a lot of what he said over the years, but what he said when they brought the Royals, and you included this in your column, when they brought the Royals to Utah, I thought I thought it was right on the money where he said, hey, there are a lot of young ladies that play soccer in this market, and this will give them something to rally around and look up to. And, and I thought all of that stuff was very um, right on the money, like, you know, really good for our community. And I, I think it is a shame to see the way it's ended for the Royals. And I hope it doesn't end that way for Real Salt Lake because, you know, there are soccer fans in this market. And it has been uh, supported really well, not just at times, Gordon, but really uh, over the entire existence uh, of the franchise. So uh, even going back to the Rice-Eccles days when they were playing up there where they were they were drawn pretty well. So I, I thought uh, this is a story maybe we should focus on a little bit more because I do I am worried that uh, this market is in danger of, of losing their Major League Soccer franchise. Yeah, and like you said, they've already lost the Royals, and that's, uh, that's tough because there are some hardcore fans who love watching professional women's soccer. So it's gone now because of mistakes made, and uh, just so unfortunate. For the people involved, I know the the, the non soccer fans out there going, ah, we don't care, or whatever. Yeah, well, you know, there are sports fans here in this town who do care, and it sucks. It sucks for them. 
So we'll see what happens with Real Salt Lake. Uh, you'd think they would be able to find an owner here, but uh, I guess it hasn't gone so well. The report, uh, the, the reports I've read when Ryan Smith met with uh, Deloy Hansen, it didn't go particularly well. And uh, so, uh, I, I don't know, maybe something can be worked out there, maybe not. Whoever, whoever whoever buys it, you hope that they have the motivation to keep the team right here where it is uh, for the very reasons we're talking about with the loss of the Royals. So uh, we'll see how it goes. But I, I think it's a little shaky, actually. Gordon, uh, open up the che- checkbook, man. Uh, that's uh, obviously out of my league. but uh, Do something for the community. Pony up that dough. They'd never be able to take your credential again. Oh, there is that. <laughs> yeah. You can talk that to a Andy, couple of... That was Andy Carroll who did that, and it was just stupid. I mean, that, sometimes people come into situations and they think they know better than everybody else, and then they make dumb decisions. It's just, you know, it, it's unfortunate for the fans. I don't care about me. I mean, there's no skin off my nose. But for the fans, you know, they, they, they love this stuff. They want to get behind this. They want to rally around it. They want to. They want to. They, they want something to cheer for. It makes them happy. They like to see it. And I'll agree with you. Deloy Hansen was exactly right. He had the vision uh, to to bring the Royals in and to build start to build that franchise. And they have the other infrastructure in place too to make it successful. And the fans love it. But it didn't work out. And that's it could have worked out, but it didn't. And that's what so, sucks about the whole thing. One uh, piece of NBA news just coming out, Gordon. And uh, I remember when they created this rule. So uh, in your opinion on it. So this is interesting. Adrian Wojnarowski says NBA coaches are no longer required to wear sport coats during games. Uh, according to ESPN, uh, coaches must wear business attire. No track pants during games. Coaches <laughs> uh, must wear face masks during games. Actually, I thought they were getting rid of the sport coat rule for players, and I, I remember how much you hated that when they put it in. But what do you think about that? Coaches don't have to wear sport coats anymore, but no sweatpants. Can they yeah, wear Oscar oh, the Grouch T-shirts? Or? That's... <laughs> Uh, I, I never thought. I, I just thought, okay, so who was it? Who started? Was it Pat Riley? who looked like uh, he just stepped out of a Gucci store. And then next thing you know, all the coaches are doing that. And it, if, they, if they want to do it, uh, I got no problem with them doing it. But to require them to do it or, or for them to feel peer pressure that that's what they have to do, it, it just seems kind of silly. You're at a basketball game. You're not at a business meeting. What, what do you think about the, the T-shirts that look like a tuxedo? <laughs> Classy. Would those be acceptable? You know, I saw a get-up today. A guy was wearing this very stylish outer coat, but he was wearing a T-shirt and ripped-up jeans. I thought it was very stylish. Very, very. I mean, yeah, it looked good. I wouldn't mind seeing coaches dressed like that. Where were you when you saw that? Uh, I was maybe shopping online. Oh. Not for me. Not for so me. So it wasn't a real person. It was a male model. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, who were you shopping good. for? You were looking at male models online. No. <laughs> wow, I was shopping for my sons-in-law. If you must know, listen, I think there should be a rule against buying jeans with manufactured holes in them. Uh, it, it, listen, if you're going to wear holy jeans, you earn those, man. <laughs> Don't buy it where they make holes. Like buy clothes where they intentionally made them look worn. That's just so, dumb. 
So well, those are more expensive. So in, in other dumber. words, what you're, what you're saying is that if you want holes and a raggedy look on your jeans, then get up on that roof and start uh, slapping shingles around, right? Or at very least, make the holes yourself. Because at least you've put in some effort. Just wear, I mean, I've got I've got several pairs of jeans with holes in them that I've kept, but I certainly wore those jeans enough to earn those holes. You know what I mean? I'm wearing a pair right now. Yeah. Got a hole in the knee. If you want to look cool wearing holy jeans, yeah. well, then uh-huh. you earn those. Kind of like okay. that. You remember that uh, commercial where the guy... Uh, it has easy like Sunday morning playing in the in the background, and the guy's working all night on his jeans, and then in the morning he's saying goodbye to his girlfriend and getting on the bus, and uh, he gives the girlfriend the manufactured holy jeans, and then gets on the bus and pulls it off his sweats or whatever, and he's got his favorite. He had made pair a replica. Yeah, yeah, he made yeah. a replica. And she like was like, burn oh, marks you and love everything. me that much? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's man, actually a pretty I, good commercial. It's a great I, commercial. I, I, think, uh, I, I think, you know, let me say it this way. I think uh, a woman in jeans looks really cool. Uh, that's a good look. I don't know whether that's popular anymore, but it uh, seems like women these days, a lot of them wear those yoga pants everywhere they go. But uh, I like I like the jean look. I think that's a real cool kind of classy look. Okay. Wow. I don't know. I don't know where to go from here. Um. Uh, well, all right. I don't know either. Do you do you do you like how uh, uh, men were men look in kilts? You know, I've never worn a kilt. Should I have that as an experience? I don't know. I don't at least to say I, I've, I've done it. I've never worn uh, one either. What uh, what do you think about uh, pleated pants? How do guys look in those? I uh, not not my favorite, but uh, some guys can. Ron Burgundy comes to mind. <laughs> I don't uh, a kilt. I don't think I've ever worn a kilt either. That seems like it would be a tad bit on the drafty side. But I love it. it seems like it'd be itchy. I just like it that we went from you know you gotta earn your holes in your jeans to I like the way the I women like look women in jeans. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I didn't oh, say it like those that. Yoga pants too. I, didn't, oh. I didn't say it like you that. You totally but... did. No, I'm, I'm... 100% That's true. Cool, they, they, no, it had nothing to do with <laughs> It had everything to do with it's just a good look. I like I like that look. We were talking about good looks. Well, we were the, talking about holy jeans. So that gives you permission to... Well, to, like give my, to give my thoughts on fashion, yeah, I could. What, what looks good on a on a at a, on a man then to balance things out if it wasn't? Well, I, I thought, like I said earlier today, I saw a guy wearing ripped up jeans and he had a real nice outer coat on with a t-shirt. He looked very stylish, very good. You know what I like is the way women look in miniskirts. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. Come on, that was Chester. <laughs> Why does it always have to go that direction? Well, it didn't go that direction. It's oh, just it says that we're here Quinn Snyder doesn't have to wear a coat this year. Oh, I like women in jeans. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Austin. All right. We got more big show coming up. Stay tuned. Not true at all. You guys got to perv oh, everything you go, up, go, go to the podcast, Gordon. When, when the show's oh, over, look, you Santa's pod- on TV. You, you know I like a Santa hat on an old lady. <laughs> you go to the podcast and you listen for yourself. Stay tuned. More big show next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Oh, man. We've got everything going on. 
Wrap it up a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 Zone. Time to record some incriminating audio. Man, I am excited, and I have come up with zillions of ideas, Gordon. And and frankly, I've I've narrowed it down to two for you because I've got to keep it appropriate. I came up with some inappropriate ones, and I think I've got it down to two for for uh, for uh, Austin. All right. Now, how does this work? Do I pass off on uh, Gordon's and he passes off on mine? Oh no, no, I'll decide either way. But I thought oh. I'd I'd tell you the two the, the you'll ones just waste I'm, our time considering with yeah. things that don't matter. <laughs> for okay. uh, well, you can weigh in on the one for Gordon, and, and Gordon can weigh in on the one for you. Uh, for Gordon, I think I'm thinking actually. Let's see here. For Gordon, I'm thinking either just simply magic sucked, as in Magic Johnson, as in Magic Johnson. Magic John. Oh, let's just do that. Magic Johnson sucked. That's uh, that's redundant, man. You've already had me do the other stuff involving magic. So why? why no, the other on one that? I did was involving magic. Hmm. Isn't, it, isn't it a little redundant? I mean, you know, Magic Johnson sucked. Or I have only changed five diapers in my life. <laughs> Austin, you care to care to weigh in? Um. God, which comes up more, his love for magic or his love for lying? Don't love, I love, don't love magic, and uh, we don't talk diapers on the show very often. But we do talk yeah, about of all, of all the of all the ones that you've suggested today. These are a couple of lamest. Well, some of these like, we can't do, uh, obviously, and and you know how I know they're good because you're pretty upset about it. <laughs> no, I, I just I, I just want them to be you know entertaining. These are kind of just dumb. And then uh, for uh, well, let's do let's do Gordon first, and then I'll, we'll we'll do Austin. Okay, uh, what do you think, Austin? I mean, I kind of think the the Magic Johnson one that really sounded like he didn't want to do it. That one kind of hurts. Yeah, I think we're gonna do that one. Doesn't what hurt about at all. what about uh, the one about the uh, pronunciation? Oh yeah, oh that that's actually true. It's pronounced Porsche. No, I'm not going to do that. Okay, I'll, do, I'll that do the ma- I'll no, do the magic. It's the Porsche one. Do, no, All right, no, it's, it's, it's pronounced Porsche. <laughs> no, there it is. Doing it. We're doing it. Magic Johnson sucked. Nope, I ruined it with my <laughs> clapping, and that's not the one anyway. And now we just got a free one. <laughs> no, I'm now not we doing. Just got uh, a free uh, one. It's I'm not doing two. Porsche. I'm not. Uh, uh. Hey, I, I, I picked it. it. I picked it. It's magic pronounced jo- Porsche. Magic Johnson sucked. It's pronounced Porsche. It's pronounced Porsche. I'm not doing it. Why? Because it's, it's incorrect. Do it. That's the incriminating audio. Oh, but it's Magic pronounced. Johnson did suck? No, it's just... <laughs> I can't do it. Running out do of time. Here we go. Come on, we gotta, get to, we gotta get to Austin. It's pronounced Porsche. Nope. Come on, Gordon. Nope. Not gonna do it. I can cut it. I'm, you I'm have to do it. Line. That's the I'm rules. Drawing, I'm drawing the line. You can't draw the line. And this isn't even that personal. <laughs> don't make it, a bet if it you can't. Yeah, me. don't make a bet unless you can't pay up. <laughs> this it's, is of all you. You suggested twenty-five different today, and this is the worst one of all. It's, it's just, really. It's pronounced Porsche. There were some things in there that were really personal. Yeah. All right, you ready? Yep. Porsche is pronounced Porsche. Okay. Uh, let just get rid of the Porsche part. <laughs> it's pronounced Porsche. <laughs> no. no. Yes, it's I pronounced. Can't do it. Do it. Come on, it's the rules. I'll just splice them together. It's pronounced Porsche. That'll work. That'll work. All right. Now, for for Austin, I've either got uh, this one that says, uh, I don't read much, but when I do, it's Muscle Man magazines. (laughs) (laughs) Or I eat out of the garbage. Oh. Which one do you think? Those are way better than what you made me do. 
I think we go with the garbage one. I say the muscle magazine. <laughs> I don't know how often we'd play that. I know how often I'd play it. <laughs> the guy that plays the buttons. Either uh, one. Either one. Let's Jake, go. Whatever. Let's go with the garbage. Ugh. Yeah. I eat out of the garbage. That was actually pretty good. You, I like that Gordon? one. I was kind of yeah. goofing. Uh, I'll try it one more time then. I eat out of the garbage. No. 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 no First one was no. better. I eat out of the garbage. That's pretty good. Yeah. All right, we can we can get one of those. All right, there yeah. you go. Uh, uh, debt paid. Can't wait to see and who I, loses. You know next what I week. have on my desk here? Huh. A spot for Far Russell's far better ice cream. Ooh, delicious. And now I say I eat yeah out right. Of the garbage, you huh? you enjoy uh, <laughs> you enjoy that ice cream secondhand. You're going right after clients after on this. That's Jake Scott. Stay tuned. Or, uh, we've got more uh, big show tomorrow. Gordon, you enjoy your evening, buddy. Oh, you too. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.